Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Harriet Kamuk with Down to Earth. It is the podcast in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about one such issue in just a moment. I'll outline to you what it means and how the study was compiled and what the findings of the study revealed and how that study is pointing directly at how, what I refer to as intersections, the intersection of public policy and people's lives. So we're gonna talk about that in just a few moments. And then we're gonna talk about people who disagreed with the study and people who said we should do something about it, right? So first of all, first things first, it's Martin Luther King Day 2020. And how many of us are still writing 2020 without the 2020? We're just writing like 11420. No, especially if you're signing contracts, make sure you write 142020 so they don't say, well, you didn't sign the contract or people with nefarious intentions can change it, right? Make sure you do that. And it's still 2020. And how many folks watched that game, that big game yesterday? To me, the real game was the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my God. It was like two of my favorite teams. You know, I've liked the Titans for years because Robert McNair was one of the few black quarterbacks ever in the NFL. And I can't believe the Titans were beaten because the Chiefs, they they never even made the playoffs. But last year... The the quarterback for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, shout out to him. I watched his face as he made those plays last year, and the crooked referees in the NFL took the game from him. We all know the NFL is is jacked and crooked because they wanted to make it seem like Tom Brady of the Patriots is just the most athletic, astounding player ever. No. See, the point is was to demonstrate athleticism. And the fact that good athleticism outplays and wins games. But when you deliberately configure the games for someone else to win, then you're not demonstrating athleticism, which was what we thought the NFL was all about, was just random people just are great athletes and could play, right? So I watched Patrick Mahomes' face last year, and I thought, I even tweeted about it, how the NFL was jacked and so on. And unknown to us, at the same time, you see, you got to be careful sometimes who you mess with, because within a few months after the Patriots had won the Super Bowl game, it became clear that the owner of the Patriots had been having sex with sex trafficking victims who were undocumented immigrants just a few hours before the Super Bowl. I guess they didn't want that kind of spotlight this year, because that story would have come up. Is he going to have sex with an undocumented immigrant and sex trafficking victim? just a few hours before the Super Bowl. I mean, people are just crazy, aren't they? And, and, and think that the rest, you think you do stuff and nobody's ever going to find out. And the rest of the world will never know. And you can just do whatever you want to do, even though it's wrong, because the lights are off and nobody's watching. 
right? You got to be careful what you do in the dark because it will always come to light. You know what I mean? You have to be really careful. You can't hide. You can hide from people, but you can't always hide from the light of God. I mean, somebody is watching and somebody is keeping tabs, right? So this year, it was such a joy to see the NFL either came to its senses or recognized that it was about to lose a lot of its fan base, but they came to their senses, and boy, did that young man play yesterday. Did the Chiefs play a good game or what? Did they play? Oh, my God. I was riveted. I couldn't believe it. I was such on a high. I was on such a high when the game was done. I didn't even bother with the game with, with the Packers. I really didn't want I love the Packers, but I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's arrogant and acts a little too privileged. And he does not play football anymore. I don't know why the Packers continue to keep him because he's not an effective quarterback. He gets sacked. If he's not sacked, he's not making good throws. I mean, I think it was Tony Romo who joked that he hasn't thrown a catch in seven years. I don't know what he's doing with the Packers. I think it's time they move forward. It's time to get rid of him. He doesn't play the game of football. He's always injured. He's always on the sideline. He sits out most games. Yesterday, while they were losing on the field, he was standing on the sidelines with his arms crossed. Like, what? It's time to get rid of him. <laughs> it's too much. Oh, here in Detroit, we have a hardworking quarterback named Matthew Stafford. Now, the Lions don't win games, but guess what? Stafford at least plays, he, injured or not. He's out there. He's throwing the ball. He's making catches, and he's at least performing, Right? So at least Stafford is playing. He's not sitting on the sidelines with his arms crossed. So to heck with the – it's the first time in watching the NFL for so long that I was like, to heck with the Packers. I couldn't believe I was dismissive towards the Packers. What you all saying? If you have an autumn weight of pride in your heart, you will never go to heaven. <laughs> wow. 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 Kind of deep, but Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? So I'm so glad it's the San Francisco 49ers who joined with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I kind of have some things with that. I kind of like the Raiders by themselves, and I did like the 49ers. So here we go. Right? So it's going to be a good Super Bowl. Gee, I can't wait. I'm all fired up for that. So that was a good Sunday afternoon. I I, I tell you, I ter- it was terrific. I, I felt, oh, here we go again but kind of like with reservation. Maybe next year they'll come back with the whole Tom Brady Patriots thing because whatever, right? All right, so today is Martin Luther King Day. It's the day in which we celebrate and we give honor to a man who gave his life in pursuit of freedom. His name is Martin Luther King. And whilst it's a federal holiday, that means the federal government is closed, so the mailman is not going to come today, right? And the state governments are closed, and some private enterprises. Some are not, but the banks might be closed, right? The banks are closed because it's a federal holiday, right? But some private enterprises are completely, I shouldn't say ignorant, but with disdain, do not recognize Martin Luther King Day because it's a black man, because the day is surrounds the life of a black man. Now, they would want us to recognize their day if it belongs to their ethnicity, but they don't recognize. So to me, that just shows who you are. I I wish people would stop being petty. When you have achieved a certain level of accomplishment, you need to let the pettiness go. 
some of these people have no character or no moral fiber, right? They just got lucky in business because they got loans. And because they got loans and their skin is white, doors just kept opening for them. I'm, I kid you not. When you look at some people and you wonder how do they survive in business, that's the reason why. The color of their skin guarantees that they're going to make some money regardless. They get a line of credit from the bank because the people at the bank probably think the same way that they do, right? And so they continue to proliferate and almost seem to enjoy success when they really have no character or no moral fiber, right? Regardless of how you feel, in the same context that I support freedom fighters anywhere, people who fought for freedoms for their, for their people, is the same way I support freedom fighters anywhere, right? I recognize the gift and the accomplishment and rise above what my own tribalism would dictate that I should behave, right? It seems sometimes people can't let go of their tribalism. The higher they climb is the more evident that it becomes. So today is Martin Luther King Day. So on this day, one of the things that Dr. King fought for was equal, was wages, right? He felt that if people earned enough, then they could have a standard of life that they too could own a home, buy a car, and send their kids to college, right? The American dream. Is that what we call it? The American dream, right? Well, we're looking at a recent study done by Emory University showed that if the rates, if minimum wage rates are increased, the rates of suicide would decrease. As you have probably heard by now, in the year 2017, just a few years ago, 47,000 people killed themselves. I'm not going to say died by suicide. I'm going to say what it is. 47,000 people killed themselves. This does not include what are referred to as deaths of despair, such as drug overdoses and alcoholism. They didn't include that in the study, just people who killed themselves. And when it became, it's, it's now considered, listen to this, according to the researchers in the study, they now refer to suicide as a slow motion public health crisis. A slow-motion public health crisis. And by the way, suicide crosses all racial and ethnic lines. Suicide mostly affects people who are working-class Americans, most likely to be impacted by the minimum wage. Working-class Americans, most likely to be impacted by the minimum wage. Let's just be clear about that. As a matter of fact, Bernie Sanders described it this way, that suicide and low wages, he described low wages as an assault, as a 40-year assault on working people. Working class Americans are people without a college degree, right? Those are the people most likely to be impacted by the minimum wage. And by the way, just so you know, a lot of black people who graduate, a lot of blacks, who graduate from college are thrown into the foray of earning the minimum wage, $15 an hour. I kid you not, simply by racist employers. Racism is alive and well. It's institutionalized. And when you hear folks like me talk about it, you might be dismissive, but 
when you're experienced and when you experience it, it's a whole different thing. The, so people, so they're trying to say, well, okay, so they went to college, they got a degree. Okay, but there's still nobody. They're still black. There's still people whom we don't care about. There's still people whom we want to institutionally deny opportunities, right? So this study done by Emory University naturally has its supporters and its detractors. You want to bet who the detractors are? Naturally, the Republicans. I still want to know why do Republicans hate working class Americans who form the base of their voting support? I still want to know, why do Republicans hate working class Americans? It just doesn't make any sense. That's why the Republican Party is crumbling. Because they don't make, it doesn't, the people who are in the Republican Party, you don't make sense. How do you hate working class Americans? And they're the people who vote for you. I don't get it. They're the people who are in the rust belt. They're the people who are standing in line to wait to see one of your speakers, but you hate them. So this study, a Republican from Utah, uh, he commissioned a study on suicide, and he determined that the study he commissioned determined that, well, the minimum wage has nothing to do with suicide rates. And I want to say, what universe and what planet could you possibly live on? Because it is obvious that if people are broke, financially and have no money and can't support themselves or their families, that is going to lead to despondency and despondency leads to suicide. What universe? Did you really need a study to show you that? No, that is common sense. So I'm still asking the Republican Party, why do you hate working class Americans? Why do you hate poor people? Why do you, why does the state of Mississippi have debtors prisons? And this governor of the state of Mississippi said recently that it would take, if, if, if a black senator is elected to the U.S. Senate, it, there would be darkness in Mississippi for a thousand years. And I'm like, the state is already dark, dude, <laughs> because of you and your Jim Crow laws. I guess I'm not going to be invited to Mississippi anytime soon, Right. I might have to call on uh, Al Sharpton and all those boys if I ever get invited down there to speak. <laughs> it's not funny because they wouldn't like me. Right? But think about that. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a wide swath of the population who are being impacted directly by the economic crisis. And if the rate of, if the minimum wage continues to be low, the federal minimum wage, uh, you know, the, the Republican senator in this, in this equation actually said, well, maybe we should do away with the federal minimum wage and leave states up to determine that. And the rest of us are like Republican-run states, like in the state of Mississippi, the minimum wage would be 25 cents an hour. Like, seriously? Like, where do they come from? Are they human? I've often looked at some of these folks and I'm like, Either you are not human or they dropped you from another planet, but you are not real. And I want to know who are the people around these people. They're just as bad. Their wives, their girlfriends, their mistresses, or if they don't have a mistress, they have a boy on the side, whatever it is they have. The people who work for them, their children. Does anybody not talk to these people? Are they not human? Do they not have blood running through, their, through them? Do they not think? 
what study do you need to tell you that there is a direct link between people earning money and being able to take care of themselves and killing themselves when they can't? What study do you need to tell you that? Blacks need to work together in Mississippi to rid the racist system. Yep. Some of Mississippi is equivalent to a third world country. Absolutely. 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 Debtors' prisons exist in Mississippi. And you have people saying that the federal minimum wage should not be increased. You have people killing themselves, right? Because they can't afford to take care of their families. And you you need a study to tell you that? Let me read you some, some facts that I found out in this study. This study was done between 1990 and 2015, right? Uh, 47,000 people died by suicide in 2017. They refer to this as a slow-motion public health crisis. Honestly, when I was reading it, I, 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 after a while, I stopped. But there's something that grabbed me after I read the story. It says that If there is even a $1 increase in the minimum wage, it would decrease suicide rates by 3.5%. And you have people saying that you should not increase the federal minimum wage. Because you live in a place where, okay, so everybody around you went to college, so everybody has a good job. But have you been to the, even if you don't know anyone in your family, have you been to the supermarket? Have you been to the pharmacy? Have you been to the gas station? Do you ever just go inside the gas station? Uh, Have you been to the big box store? I'm trying to see where your lives would intersect with people who would be earning minimum wage. If you live, if you are, if you're, if you are in the top 1%, if you earn more than 250,000 per year, I'm trying to see because you yourself, Probably, do you pay your housekeeper more than the minimum wage? Right? Does your housekeeper earn as much as you do? No. So there you there you have it. Someone right there in your own house. Right? Let's start right there. You yourself are probably an employer. Do you pay everybody according? You pay people above the minimum wage, right? But you pay them just enough so that you can make more money, Right? So there you go. You just interacted with someone. You probably go to buy coffee, right? I guarantee you, you stop somewhere to buy coffee, right? You probably go to Target. Anywhere that you go, you're going to interact with someone. You probably see them over and over. So think about that. So I'm still going to ask my Republican friends, why do you hate working class Americans who are your base? Your base are not middle-class Americans or upper-middle-class Americans. No. Your base are working-class Americans who earn the minimum wage or a little above, who can barely feed their families, who are the ones who go out and vote for you. They still believe in the great white hope. So tell me again why you hate working-class Americans who are the base of your support. At least with the Democrats, you can say, well, They have the folks who work in the factories who earn more than the minimum wage, right? They have liberals, as you call them, and they have intellectuals. So it's easy to say that maybe 
they're the ones who are, that's not their base, maybe. But for the Republicans, that is your base. Why do you hate them? Why do you hate people working class Americans? What is it? You can't be living in such a bubble that you don't see the facts. You don't need a study. You don't need a professor of economics to stand in front of you. And you don't need a professor of psychiatry to stand in front of you and tell you that the people who come in seeking therapy after attempting suicide, it's because they can't work. You don't need that. It's as human as, 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 as your skin. Many of you, too, are descendants of working class folks. So tell me again, right? Um, the reason that this is, uh, I, I want to give you some more facts to this. Uh, there are also other side effects of, of, of raising the minimum wage that I find very troubling, one of which they're referred to as the non-financial side effects. And it's, as you, it's making me uncomfortable, one of which is if we, they were to raise, if the minimum wage were to be raised, you would find less chronic death from diseases amongst people. You would find less deaths of despair. You would find, this is the thing, lower premature mortality rates. So lower babies being born prematurely. Someone is calling. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Down to Earth. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hello. We can hear you. Yes. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Welcome to Down to Earth. Yes. Good morning. Very interesting subject. Um, I'm not a Republican, but I can tell you from a workman's perspective. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll just use one little brief story. I, you, several years ago, I worked in an office. I'm in information technology, and when worked in an office, there was a secretary. They they called her the office assistant. I'm not sure what she was making, but I'm sure it was minimum wage. Uh-huh. She was there for about maybe... I'd say eight months or nine months or something like that. And people, you could tell the other people in the office just kind of just kind of took her for granted, I guess you could say, you know, from the standpoint of they weren't looking at <clears throat> her employee-wise as a, a person with potential or whatever. But behind the scenes, people, certain people, because of her great performance, she was so good until she made people not notice her because people started to assume um, that certain things were going to happen just because of her commitment. What she made, I have no idea. But, but here's what happened. Her husband had a shoulder injury or whatever, and she had to quit. Two weeks later, you would have thought that that office, that someone had thrown an atom bomb in there. It was like, well, who was doing this and who was doing that? Who, Brenda. Well, who did this? Who did that? I mean, people started to, like, literally suffer. Their performance started to suffer as a result of, I mean, she wasn't a, a braggadocious type always whining about money, but it wasn't until she was gone and people started actually looking at the granular performance that she performed every day, those people, I guess including myself, um, 
had a true commitment and and value to mm-hmm. what what the people that that, that so called minimum wage are doing. Now that was years ago. I own my own company now. I've been in business for fifteen years. When I find a a person, not just a young person, that on the pay scale, based on their profession, you would or experience, you would say, okay, they're a minimum wage person. I don't hire people like that for that reason. I look at a person's potential and commitment. And in several cases, I have paid a person that would normally be a minimum wage employee almost double what they were worth on the open market. But the intrinsic benefit of doing that is mm-hmm. a lot of people take that as a springboard uh-huh. and say, hey, these people believe in me. I'm going to reciprocate. And what you end up with is a lot of diamonds in the rough and people that just become so committed and loyal, not only to the company, but what they're trying to do until you get that revenue back many fold. Right. But the average the the average organization doesn't look doesn't at it like that. They look at it, it from a, a dollars yeah. and cents perspective. Now, I don't know what kind of correlation that is to suicide, but most mm-hmm. of the people that I've run into that mm-hmm. like I'm making minimum wage, they're very high spirited, committed, and energetic people. Yeah, because they have to be. Because who wouldn't? Imagine working at McDonald's, right? Imagine that that's what you have to do to feed your family. Imagine working at McDonald's and you're earning seven to eight dollars an hour, but you don't work forty hours a week. You work maybe twenty five or thirty hours a week, and that is what you need to go feed your family. Imagine I would be high spirited too. I would have to be in order to not hate myself, in order to not feel like I'm a loser. You see what I mean? So what I'm saying is a lot of people counteract that, but when the lights are off. When no one else is around and you have to deal with what you have to deal with. Think about it. And even now, even in yeah. today's world where the minute, most employers will tell you they don't pay the minimum wage, they pay people 10 and $12 an hour, $13 an hour, the, 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 the statistics are that if you want to rent somewhere, for you to pay rent of seven fifty per month, you need to earn $14.70 per hour. And At this least. was five years ago. That was five years ago. The typical rent today is not seven fifty. The typical rent today is nine fifty. Nine fifty, yeah. Nine hundred and fifty dollars. Sometimes you you wonder maybe you should go try get a mortgage, but imagine how are you going to work to save up the down payment to go get a to make a mortgage to make the down payment on a mortgage? Do you see what it, it's almost as if people and this is what people face? They're caught in a vortex where they can't get out of it. And because, they, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. What's your name, sir? Thanks so much. Harold. Harold. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Tell all this about us, right? It's almost as if people are caught in a vortex and they can't get out of it. They can't seem to, Harold is right. These people are high-spirited. Well, you got to be. Who wouldn't be if that's all you have to do? And this is what is causing. We started seeing this after the 2008 crash. Remember? When all of a sudden, multiple generations started living in the same house, people began losing their homes, so they had to move it. And I know for most of you, that's not your situation. Well, shout out to you. But for a vast majority of the population, this is real. And this is real time. The people who conducted the study are professors. So they're well paid. They're, they're in the top 1% of earners in the country. 
But yet, the, the study itself left and defined them and left a mark on them because you're looking at real people. People are dying from deaths of despair, drug overdoses, and alcoholism because they simply can't make it. And when you hear conversations about raising the wage and increasing the minimum wage, you've got to understand and look at people as if they're human. You can't just look at people and say, well, it sucks to be you, a loser that you are. You should have gone to college. The path to college was not defined by everybody. Now, I'm not talking about kids who are in school and who have an opportunity to go to college, but they chose to do drugs or they didn't listen, they didn't study enough. That's a real challenge most of us have as parents today is to try to get your child to see the big picture. But we also are a society. We still have to look at, well, if they don't make it, if they don't go to college, this is why a previous administration tried to make going to college at least more accessible by granting free, uh, free tuition to uh, a two-year college. Of course, with barriers imposed, you've got to make it so people want to do it. You have to be motivated. But if you're thinking about the average person from a working class background where they probably don't have heat, right? They have to open the oven or something for the heat to come out. I'm, I'm listening to these stories, right? They don't have enough food to eat. They don't have the lights on, right? And a child coming from that, they're in neighborhoods and school districts that don't work due to state budget cuts, again, caused by Republicans who seem to hate people. Because in the Republican mindset, the only people who live in their world are wealthy people. That's how Republicans think. The rest of us don't matter. I don't know where they got that thinking from. I wonder. Because wealthy people rarely go out to vote. The people who go out to vote are working class. That's where their support comes from. So I guess come election time, they just give out some pork barrel politics. They just take something out of the pork barrel and get people happy enough to go out and strike a vote and then forget about them and mire public policy around killing people off. We have a public health crisis right now. It's called suicide. It's a public health crisis, and we need to pay attention to it. People give up because they can't make it. People give up because they can't make enough money to pay their bills. Come on. Be human, can you? I'm not asking you to go take your your wealth or take your uh, uh, congressman uh, paycheck and give it away. I'm just asking you to be human. What is it going to do to you? Right? People, people didn't say they, everybody didn't want to fly in private jets. They didn't say everybody wanted to go to the country club. They just said they wanted to live so they can go home, put their feet up and drink a beer while they watch whatever their sitcom is. That's all they want to do. They want to be able to give their child the option to send them to college. And most of us feel so, thank God it's not me. But I could say that too. I could say that too, but I have to look at it in the broader picture. And in the broader picture, it's affecting too many people for me to ignore. It's affecting people whose lives I touch. Sometimes when I go to the store or when you pull in, I ask myself, what is this person's life like? What do they live like? What, what goes on in their minds? Have you looked into people's faces? There's despair in their faces. There's no hope. People live all their lives on the same block, never left, can't do nothing, can't go anywhere. 
that is not to say there isn't despair among some other people, but those are elective choices. Maybe they're not getting what they want in the moment, but they have the option to change that if they want to. People are dying deaths of despair. They're taking too many drugs. They're drinking and killing themselves. And yet there's a, there are a whole group of people who just say, this is it, enough is enough. I'm out of here. A, a few weeks ago, I heard about a case where someone actually literally just gave up. And um, they, they were raising some GoFundMe to bury them. And I remember saying to my daughter, you, you, you won't need to raise a GoFundMe for me. <laughs> I have insurance. I have life insurance. <laughs> You'll be able to get some money <laughs> out of it. <laughs> but you hear these things and you wonder. You think about it. People used to be able to just work, go home, watch what they want to watch on TV. Have you seen a cable bill from Comcast lately? A cable bill from AT&T, Time Warner, or whatever the providers are in the Northeast? Have you? Have you, re- have you been to the doctor lately? Have you seen a hospital bill lately? Do you realize that health insurance com- companies are covering less and less? So the things that you thought your health insurance covered, you go to the doctor or you have a health scare, and then you get a bill in the mail, and you realize it's not covered at all. And they think that they're, they actually live high on the hog. I'm telling you, it's a different group of people today. There's no moral code whatsoever. At least a half a century ago, there were people who recognize that I have to help my fellow man. Today, they're like, no, I want to make more money so I can go to Somerset and go to the mall and buy as much Prada and Gucci and come back to work and sit in my office behind the glass so you know that there is a barrier between me and you. While people are out there earning $15, $16 an hour struggling with childcare. I heard one person say, well, maybe we should do some population control where if you don't earn a certain amount, you can't have children. And I'm like, that would be devastating. So now you want to control how people have children and who has children. Right? I've heard young people say they're not going to have children for a while because children are expensive. Yes. Child care is monumentally expensive. And after you pay child care, sometimes you just work enough to pay the child care because it costs $800 a month for an infant up to a toddler. That's why people are having two children or no children at all because it's expensive. They've made it so it's expensive. People, you wonder about this. It's almost as if an element of cruelty has crept into our moral fiber. And that element of cruelty is what is conflating across politicians, black and white alike, politicians red and blue alike, that are creating public policy that are hurting people. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't just look at people and say they're working class and leave them to fend for themselves. It's inhuman. This used to be the country where that mattered. 
how we treated people mattered. Now it, it doesn't. We're all like, I'm rolling high on the hog anyway. I don't care about you. Whatever happens to you, happens to you. You want to kill yourself, off yourself, whatever. And to show you how economics directly impact people, check this out. I was reading something yesterday that popped up on, on my timeline about a man in Central Florida, in Orlando, right, just outside of Disney, who killed his entire family. And for the first two months, two weeks of this year, nobody had seen his family. And so family members called the police and asked to go check, do a welfare check. They did the welfare check, didn't see anything, so they kind of just left it alone. What happened is the, the, the owner of the house served a eviction notice. And when the cops went, still nothing. The FBI were investigating the family. The family originated from New Jersey, from Connecticut, actually. They had a family therapy business, a physical therapy business. They are both educated, right? The, the wife had a master's degree in physical therapy because that's what's required now, right? In order for you to uh, work for, to collect Medicare, right? So the wife had, a, both the wife and the husband, so they have their own physical therapy business in Connecticut. He moved to Central Florida, just behind Disney, in a community called Celebration. I'm familiar with that community because we almost bought a house there. If we hadn't broken up, if I hadn't broken up with my ex, we would have bought a house there. We were looking at property in there when it was just getting off the ground. And Celebration is this idyllic place where everything is inside there. You drive in through a gated community and the bank, the postal, the postal service, the, the pharmacy, the grocery store. That was the whole idea, that once you drove away from work, you didn't have to stop anywhere else on the way. You went straight home through the gated community and everything you needed was in there. And we were thinking of buying a house in there, but I didn't like it. I thought it was too controlled. I didn't like the idea, but we might have contributed to why we broke up because he was hell-bent on living in there. He ended up living there, my ex. But I didn't like it. I thought it was too controlled. You know, like they just want everybody in the things. I didn't like the idea of it. But in that community where the average value of a home is over $400,000, that's where these folks live. And now the story has come forth that he was in trouble in Connecticut financially. The feds were after him. He couldn't pay the rent for the house that they rented in Central Florida. And he killed his entire family. Do you see what I'm talking about, deaths of despair? This kind of just crossed the line economically. So it tells you clearly. So for the Republican from Utah, the Republican senator from Utah, it tells you clearly that when people are not making money, they will kill themselves. They will kill their family members because without money, money is the is the, the what makes the engine go. If they don't have money, they're not they can't live. So the argument that there is no correlation between money and people killing themselves does not fly. It does not even make it doesn't ratify. It doesn't even make sense because in the story, I think you can find the story on TMZ. Right? I, I kid you not. You'd have to look up this. I don't know if there are images of celebration, but I kid you not. It's what it is. Right? There were, you know, clubs in there and so on. And, every, you know, most of the houses, you'd have a pool house. 
in, a, in addition to having a pool outside your own home, there would still be a central community spot where you could go socialize. That was, it was designed by Disney for people who could, you know, who wanted to get away from it all kind of thing. I just didn't like the idea of it. And the houses were huge. We used to talk about how the houses, you get more house than lot. That was the trend then, right? But it doesn't matter who you are. If you don't have money, people will people fall into despair. They will off themselves. Raise the darn wage. What's the problem? The study shows that a $1 increase in the minimum wage will decrease suicide rates by 3.5%. Why would you not be concerned, the senator from Utah? Why wouldn't you be concerned? Why, if, if that is not the case, why in Mississippi? They, they don't count it because it's black people. Mississippi, by the way, ha, is the state with the most black people in the country. It's also the most racist state in the country. It's the state in the country that practices Jim Crow laws more than anywhere else. They haven't left the 20th century yet. No, baby. They're still in the 20th century. Slavery just ended. Slavery, Mississippi is still practicing Jim Crow because parchment as an institution is still there. And the predominant race of, 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 of inmates at parchment is black. After a while, you can't ignore the facts. After a while, you can't ignore what the data says and what the science says. I know Republicans don't like science because science is irrefutable. It shows the evidence. I don't know how they believe in God because God is science and the science shows the evidence. I don't know. Maybe they just have an emotional attachment. I don't know. But do you see what I'm saying? I challenge Republican leaders. I challenge you. I challenge Republican leaders to go ahead and revisit this evidence and revisit who your base is because you are hurting your own people, the very people who vote for you. Because in most Republican districts across the country, when you look at it, a wide cross-section of it are working-class Americans. So tell me again why you hate them. Tell me again why you won't pass the minimum wage. Because you support big business? You feel sorry for them folks who have uh, bank accounts in the Caymans, right? Bank accounts in the Bahamas and other parts of the country, in Panama and other parts of the world? You feel sorry for them? Their money doesn't stay here because they're not paying taxes on it. Their money is offshore. By the time the government traces it, it has passed through like seven different channels before it ends up somewhere. You feel sorry for those people? Those people who are building an alternate universe? Those people who are building other islands so that they can go live tax-free somewhere else? You feel sorry for them? Well, you don't feel sorry for Joe Blow who goes and stands in the snow and vote for you. Anybody ever wonder why do we have elections in November when it's snowing in most parts of the country? <laughs> why don't we have elections in the summer in warmer parts of, in when it's warmer so most people will get out and they, when, they, when the sun is light, it's out more. Have you ever wondered about that? Why do we have elections in November? <laughs> right? 
depths of despair, we come right back to this situation where the suicide rate, and guess what? Based on the trends, based on the, the evidence, guess what? It's going to go up. It's not going to stop. Because have you been to the grocery store lately? You find that you are spending more money and you're taking home less. So what you used to spend, you find it's not enough anymore. So you're spending more to take home what you're used to taking home. But we put it on a credit card so it goes into this great big thing that you don't have to worry about. Put it on your Costco card. You put it on your Visa, your MasterCard, and you don't worry about it. And at the end of the month, you just pay off all the bills, and you don't even realize how much you are spending and how much you don't have until you don't have it. So you go to the grocery store, and you spend $400 every two weeks. It doesn't even occur to you that that's $800. Then you realize $400, I had to pay, it was 500 the other day. So it's actually more, and you start doing it, and you start adding it up, and you begin to realize how much more it's costing to buy food. Then you start looking at your gas consumption. Again, you put it on a credit card so you don't think it matters until it becomes a problem until you can't pay the bill because something changes or you just keep paying credit, credit, credit. Then you live long enough, you're going to retire. And then you realize, oh my God, I I have to stop this. I'm not earning what I used to earn when I worked full time. People get sick and then they bottom out. Most chronic illnesses come with an element of, of depression. But when people look at what it costs family members to keep them and how much debt they're going to be in because the insurance, health insurance companies don't cover a lot, people kind of bottom up. They take morphine until they're out of here. They kill themselves because they say it doesn't matter. Despair. Despair. Meanwhile, your run-of-the-mill garden-variety politician is hobnobbing with the people who are imposing the despair on others. And next you see that cat come back to your house or you see him down at the community center, you should chase him away. He is not the solution to the problem. He is the problem. Because if he didn't exist, that they could buy him out, you would have better public policy that could change and impact people's lives. Right? We need to do something about it. So this was heavy, a heavy program with a lot of content. I don't want you to walk away feeling bad. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. All of us, take a deep breath. Exhale. It's going to get better. You know how it's going to get better? Because we're going to believe and we're going to action it. If you know someone like this, you're going to start the conversation on your timeline. You're going to look up the representative for your area. And you are going to go on their page and you're going to make a comment. And you're going to start. You can start a conversation on your timeline with the tag, the representative's name. And it will automatically post to their page. 
if you start a conversation, that representative is going to see, the people in their office are going to see it, and they're going to say, this is what people are saying, and they're going to respond. That's how we can make effective, meaningful change. I am begging you, stop following entertainment news. Stop following what Jennifer Aniston is doing or... Oh, it's not Brad and Jennifer anymore. That that shows you how dated. Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, Kim and what's his name? Kanye. It's not that anymore. Okay. Whatever the entertainment icons are to it today, stop following that. Start paying attention to the issues that matter. This matters. The minimum raising the wage matters. It's time to raise the wage. That conversation that this doesn't matter is irrelevant. It's hurting people. And you and I, while we yet live, we have a chance to impact other people by creating awareness about this. Raise the darned wage, would you? Raise the wage. Raise the darned wage. Raise it. Let people feel some sort of relief. Let freedom ring. Let people feel better, right? Martin Luther King gave his life so that people could earn better wages. At the time, people weren't in, they were, it was worse than despair. There was, they just felt that there was hope that things could change if they marched enough and called attention to it. Now, 60 years later, we're still wondering about that because there's more economic oppression. It seems that we have to work harder at changing public policy and at working at hiring, you know, uh, ensuring and electing people who are not as, susceptible to being influenced because it seems once they move away from the people they be, they start looking at the the you know the facts and they they're like I want to make money while I'm here and oftentimes doing that is a sellout to the people it is what it is that's how it is it's politics i call it politics say it's a game and the game is not designed for those to win. But here's the deal. It's a race. And because it's a race, we've got to win, run it. And because it's a race, we're going to have to set our standards and set our mark and set our goals that we're going to win. So I want you as of today to start thinking about ways in which we can help each other. If you're at the grocery store, and you see a senior or you see a single mother or you see anybody struggling, if you, even if you can't pay all their bills, say, I got some of this. Pay a part of their bill. If you were at the gas station, just say, can I just help you pay your bill forward? Right? If you're standing in line at one of the big box stores, be kind to someone. Can we just start a chain of kindness? It will lift people out of the despair that they're feeling. I'm not saying if you're going to the bar, you're to buy out the bar. I don't want any buying out the bar scenarios. I don't think that that is helpful. Even if you find yourself in the bar, start asking folks, how are you doing? Can we start by being nice to people? Stop driving past people at the gas station, at the, the bus stop rather, and you drive past them and, and drive right into the water and just mess them up. Help someone. Talk to people at work. Listen to what they're saying. They're struggling to pay their mortgage. They're struggling to make car payments. They're struggling with health insurance. If you can, be a blessing to someone. And when I say be a blessing, sometimes just leave a gas card. Or, you know something, 
my mom or my cousin, my uncle, my boss, somebody gave me enough. I have a gas card. I thought I'd share this with you. Do you mind? Even if you don't want to give them cash, get them a grocery, a, a gift card from the grocery store, right? That they can only use at the grocery store. Be nice to someone. Can we just start that? And when you're walking past people, for the love of God, just say, hey, how you doing? Just smile. You might just make someone feel transformed. And for the love of God in Christ Jesus, those of you men who are divor- who have divorced and left your families and left the children, please know that you are causing those children to suffer. I need you to go back and call those kids. I need you to start supporting your children. I really do. I need you to start doing it. It would minimize the despair that the mother feels left alone to raise the children by herself, but you're also helping the children. They're your children. You created them, right? Help somebody. If you're a landlord and you have a tenant who is struggling to make the rent, listen to their story. Be a blessing to them. Ask them if they have tried this program, if they've tried that program. Suggest ways in which they can help. Say, okay, every month what you're going to do is you pay me this much. When you get paid, pay me this much, pay me this much. Right? Help people. Don't just ignore people. Don't act like they don't exist. Don't act like they're nobodies. Help people. We can all start. We can start somewhere. We can start somewhere. Be nice to people. Those of you who earn $14, $15 an hour but you work for the state government, Be nice, especially you folks who work for the state government. My God in heaven. Yeah, I know you don't have, you think you don't have ideal working conditions, but look at it this way. You're off on all major public holidays. Be nice to people. Be nice. Right? Be nice. We can all start somewhere by being nice. Let's decrease the suicide rate. And let's ask all politicians who are working to raise the wage Support their cause, right? Retweet what they have to say, comment. And those politicians who don't believe it, show them the facts. I'm going to post this link to the New York Times article so that you can see it, that you can see Harriet didn't make this up. This was a study done by Emory University. It was published on January 7th in the New York Times. And it talks about the direct correlation. Can we just be human again? Thanks so much, everybody. It's Monday. It's MLK Day. As for me, <laughs> still got stuff to do, right? The rest of you who work are off. Hey, you know, we don't have Monday night football, but hey, <laughs> we can live, right? There's Netflix. By the way, have you all seen that Netflix is taking a beating from Disney? Because Generation Z loves their Disney. <laughs> you know that, right? Generation Z and Generation Y, they're not giving up on Disney because they grew up on it. So Disney has its own streaming service, and they're giving Netflix a run for the money. I don't watch Disney, cause, but the people who watch Generation Z, Millennials, right? Generation Y and Generation Z, <laughs> right? Stay tuned, everybody. Remember to go to my website, HarrietKamek.com, as well as support our podcast on Anchor FM. Just click on support this podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. We're on a variety of podcast platforms. Share this with everybody else. Let them know that you have heard, you have listened, and that you support us. I want to thank you for just hanging out with me this morning. 
thank you so much. You didn't have to, but you stopped by long enough. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I have like three screens going. You want to help me? <laughs> right? <laughs> thank you for your concern. Thank you so much, everybody. And if you know somebody who is struggling, just reach out and talk to them today. Right? Just reach out and talk to someone today. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tuesday. There's a regular work day. See you tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.